Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I'm your host Christopher. Today's episode is going to be over the movie Gojira or Godzilla, King of the Monsters, depending on how you prefer to say the name. Also it's from 1954 or 1956 depending on the version, as well as the legendary studios Godzilla has its own film coming out this year called Godzilla King of the Monsters. No relation to this film in the sense of this film is just simply following Godzilla and not Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah. Also, before I do my review, I'm actually going to have a bit in where I go talk about the history of the Japanese censorship and the events that kind of created the movie itself. Because Godzilla, yes, maybe giant monsters fighting, but the first film is actually a kind of political statement in regards to Japanese censorship and fear of the nuclear bombings that happened at the time so with that being said let's get into i guess the history before the film on august 6th 1945 an american b-29 bomber dropped the first atomic bomb on hiroshima wiping out 80,000 people. Three days later, Nagasaki was bombed, killing an additional 40,000. Shortly after this, Japan surrendered. With them surrendering came Allied occupation and censorship in regards to the bombings. Now, any factual accounts were strictly forbidden, but if the bombs were talked about in a sentimental sort of sense, it was allowed. In 1952, however, the censorship was lightly lifted and talking about the horrors of the bombings was allowed. However, the threat of nuclear annihilation once again crept into the mind of the Japanese public because in 1954, a fishing vessel known as the Lucky Dragon No. 5 was caught in a hydrogen bomb test, injuring most of the crew. With this happening, the creation of Godzilla began. Because as I said in the last segment, this film is a highly political statement in regards to censorship and the fear of the bomb, as Godzilla himself is a physical manifestation of that. His presence alone brings radiation. His head is shaped like a mushroom cloud when viewed from certain angles, and his body isn't scarring, or scales, sorry. It's actually supposed to represent keloid, uh, keloid scarring, if I pronounced that right. Which, if you don't know what that is, I would suggest Google it, but be careful. Some of the images are unsettling. Yes, you might think of Godzilla as a fun monster fight, but, like I did state, this is supposed to be taken as a horrific event. The film I am going to be reviewing is the American version of Godzilla, not the Japanese version. I will say this now, I prefer the Japanese version, and if you are going to watch this film, watch the Japanese version, as the American version completely cuts out anything to do with the fear of nuclear annihilation because at the time, the American audiences weren't ready to kind of deal with the 
horrors we had inflicted on another country. With all this being said, I will, in the next part, talk about what was removed from the film. As some of the scenes that were removed are horrifying and very somber. So with that being said, I'm going to jump over to the movie review. Gojira, or Godzilla, King of the Monsters, was directed by Ishiro Honda. The film follows Steve Martin, an American reporter who is visiting one of his old college friends who happens to live in Tokyo. Unbeknownst to Steve is that he's about to become face-to-face with Godzilla, a 400-foot-tall titan who was mutated by n- nuclear radiation, who is also impervious to our weapons. Nothing we have can hurt him, let alone kill him. The only person who seems to have a plan is Steve Martin's friend, Dr. Shirazawa, who plans to create a weapon called the Oxygen Destroyer, something that could potentially vaporize Godzilla. Now, with the American version, they did add a bunch of scenes. I know that I said they took out a lot of the implied imagery that was in the Japanese film, but they added their own to kind of go gloss over those scenes and all of those are featuring Steve Morton. They try to do their best to kind of implement him into the film because a lot of the scenes they are still speaking Japanese, but then it will cut to Steve talking to another man who is also Japanese but it will speak English and him and Steve will go back and forth. And then it'll cut back to the actual film. Gojira where they're speaking Japanese strictly because that's what, you know. <clears throat> With the cut scenes that I want to talk about, two in particular really, after the f- first Godzilla attack, it shows a church choir singing, praying to God to, you know, help rebuild Tokyo and kind of end their suffering. Another part is in the Godzilla attack, it shows a mother with her two kids. There's no sound. It's very quiet. You can hear the two kids crying and the fire crackling. And she is telling her kids not to cry because they will be with their father soon. And you don't see them die, but it is heavily kind of implied that they do. Along with that, seeing people crushed and burned in the Japanese film is kind of glossed over in the American version where it is shown just kind of Steve in a tent uh, kind of banged up along with some other people you know kind of injured here and there where in the original Japanese version it shows people dead or dying and some with radiation burns and things in that nature the way the film is shot at low angles to make Godzilla look bigger and the lack of sound or a lack of a soundtrack in some scenes gives the film a really foreboding mood you feel like this is a horror movie in some scenes if you are watching the Japanese not the American version 
Another thing that is very different between the Japanese and American version is that with American kind of B-monster movies is that the monsters mutated are powerful and it's, showing, it's supposed to show the power of you know, nuclear energy and nuclear power where coming from Japan is supposed to be kind of fearful of the atom and things like that. The special effects in this film are very dated by today's standards, but it's something you have to appreciate in that sense when watching the film, as some of the shots are really good. One is actually, I have a poster of it, is Godzilla tearing through power lines, as they think that's a way to stop him from entering the city. They rig a bunch of power lines to high voltage to try to alert, you know, keep like a barrier to keep him out of the city. And watching him destroy it is very kind of awe-inspiring. Another scene is seeing him use his atomic breath for the first time. And how, you know, cars and tanks like that just kind of melt in a sense. There are some scenes with puppetry. And you can really tell and it looks kind of bad because it does kind of close-ups on the face. And he looks goofy in those scenes. One scene where, as I stated in the kind of history... He has the head shaped of a mushroom cloud. Well, he attacks Tokyo Tower, and there are reporters on the tower. And looking out, it does look like a mushroom cloud, so that's one of the angles I was talking about where his head is shaped like a mushroom cloud. And that scene is actually very intense in how this man is up there reporting, and you can tell, you know, he is fearful that he, you know, he's afraid that he's going to die. And he really is just going, trying to report on the situation as the monster slowly closes in on the tower. And then, of course, him knocking it over and then watching the reporter kind of fall to his death. You don't actually see him hit the ground or anything, but you see the tower get knocked over and him fall off of it. With the American version... The death sound for Godzilla is just... They have the soundtrack kind of playing, so it kind of drowns it out. But with the Japanese version, hearing the monster scream as it's being killed is kind of horrific. And watching the body of Godzilla turn from being like a full, you know, muscular body to then going to skeleton remains and then fading away is very just disturbing to watch along with Dr. Shirazawa in both versions of the film he kills himself for those of you who haven't seen it sorry to ruin it but he does kill himself the reason being is he is afraid that since he created the weapon that can destroy oxygen pretty much and you know causes everything in that vicinity of the bomb thing going off to suffocate to death he's afraid that people will come after him to build another one so he takes his own life to preserve the secret not wanting to cause possibly another Hiroshima or Nagasaki it is a very grim ending But, like I said, it's a statement. With that being said, I'm going to end my review. 
of Godzilla or Gojira. I highly recommend you see this film. If you are a fan of giant monster movies, or if you are curious to see where Godzilla came from, or what's the origins of the beloved movie monster, if you actually didn't know it was from ver- from a very, you know, kind of somber, sad movie. So thank you for listening. I'm going to go to the outro. With all that being said, that is another episode of Slasher Supreme. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, follow. Whatever you gotta do, let me know you're out there. And like I say at the end of every episode, please leave me a voice message if there's a certain movie and or a game you would like me to review. Today's movie fun fact is the Pan Pan Am airliner shown in the beginning of the film is a Boeing Stratocruiser, which is actually based on the B-29, the same plane that dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, so there is a movie fun fact for you. The next film that I'm possibly going to be reviewing is the original King Kong. I did say I love Godzilla. Godzilla is probably my number one favorite giant monster with Kong being second. So that's another movie I'm excited to kind of rewatch and review. So thank you for listening and I will see you on the next episode.